This is a Think Live Be production. So we're rolling. Yes, we're recording. Okay. Don't start here. Got to get back in that rhythm. We're going somewhere with that. We uh, we started recording the podcast and I looked up and realized that the uh, record button did not get pushed. And so we did 10 minutes for so, nobody. <laughs> no one, Double check. No is it recording or that? Yeah. Is it recording? Yeah, it's recording now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All of that, you guys, it was really good wisdom, lots of good tips. It was some of the smartest stuff Catherine's ever said, and now it's all (laughs) in the ether. You'll never hear it again. Um, Yeah, no, we were just uh, talking about my my revelation that I had this weekend, and I gave some exciting and interesting news. And you you guys will never hear it. (laughs) (laughs) We were just getting into it, though. So I made some decisions this weekend that I think we need to hire three people in the next 90 days, which for me, for those of you that don't know, I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a big risk and a little scary. And that's a fast uh, time frame for a decision, too. Yes. Well, I like to I like I can make decisions quickly if I have all the information, but I, I like to gather all the information first. And then once I'm ready, I'm like, let's do this. And I think that's kind of where I got this weekend is like we have to move more quickly and get people rolling because after all this, this pandemic stuff happened, I kind of thought, you know what, maybe we'll just hunker down and we'll just do this on a really small scale, like a small um, skeleton crew. (laughs) That's what we'll call it. Uh, And we'll just, we'll just hunker down and we'll just, you know, Make, Push, a bunch, make a bunch of money and just not worry. Yeah, I mean, and, the pro- profit of the business will be higher and we'll just keep, you know, busting our tails and push through. And then I realized that, you know, but what that would do is that will actually stifle growth in for next year because yep. we know from experience that it takes like at least six months before someone's actually a productive member of the team, right, where they're actually bringing in new business and or helping push more business through. So if we don't start hiring today, we're almost in June, um, 2020 won't be as strong. So that was kind of a revelation that I had that I, I, you know, I've thought about maybe before, but didn't really, it didn't, it just wasn't as crystal clear as it was this weekend while I was sitting thinking through this. So who are the people? What, what, what roles are you looking to fill? Yeah. Well, so as you know, we probably an admin too, because we, um, not probably, we <laughs> definitely want to have a friend, <laughs> um, because we already had one of those and that person didn't work out. And we realized that what that was, was we kind of had the wrong job description. And so we've, we've tweaked that and we know what we need there. And so admin two, and then, yeah, I think we need to go ahead and get our, our buyer specialist going again, because we've had plenty of those before. <laughs> and, um, and we know we've got all the training and everything that they need to get rolling. We just need to find the right person. And, um, and then the last one's going to surprise you though. A little surprisey wise. I'm excited. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Um, I think we should, not, I think we should, we will, we will, we are going to 
uh, hire an ISA slash OSA. Okay. So here's my thoughts around that. We, we know we need to ramp up the listing business. We know that that role can do that. And at, um, you know, typically an ISA OSA kind of role is paid a kind of a small base salary and then on commission too. So there's really a little risk to bringing that person on. But the beauty of it is that then we have several employees. You know, we've talked about that before. Employees build the culture because you're you're paid to be here. And it's really easy to say you do this or you go. <laughs> Whereas salespeople kind of, they still like to think they're their own boss and all of that. <laughs> and so they they don't always fall in line with the culture right away. So having a little bit stronger administrative staff kind of back end, I think will be good for us. Yeah. Leading like by that. example. So that now that I've them. put that out there to the world, we have to do it. <laughs> I mean, the we small amount it. of listeners that we have now that I put that out. But for for all of you listening, we will do it. And then we'll let you know how that goes and so what trials person, and errors. Is this ISA person going to be in office or like a get yes. right, right in the weeds with me? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I think they, they need to be in office, especially um, to, you know, to be a part of the culture and part of the team and, and get to know everybody and get the right rhythm and systems and all of that for that role. Um, So we were saying that not being in office doesn't do anything to help the culture of the team if the person isn't there. Right. So that person has to be in office and, you know, like we were saying, if they do a great job and they're above and beyond anything that uh, we could imagine them being, uh, and uh, six months, eight months go by, and they, and Catherine feels like, well, I don't think they need to be here. Then she can bring up to them at that time. You know, maybe you only come in three days a week, and you do the other two days from home, or whatever it happens to be. But certainly not dangling it out there. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, because as you if that because I, that's I, I think people. Okay, this may be a little bit... Um, it's fine. It's not. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I think if if you put it out there, like work from home, yeah. It, oh, yeah. sales no. sales role, work from home, yeah, like br- you're, you're, you're attracting yeah. the wrong person that we yeah. want for the team. We want somebody that's like excited to be a part of everything. And then they earn the right to eventually, you know, have a couple of days that they work from home or whatever. Um, but you have to prove that that you can do the work in our environment and then you get to earn that right yeah but then you still have to uh uphold what you need to do in right. the new environment and prove that yeah no yeah exactly well and we um so then i i worked out the uh the 30, 60, 90 for that person, the job description for that person and kind of the growth trajectory for that role this weekend as well. It's ready to post. It is ready to go. We are just waiting to tell you about it. (sighs) Otherwise it would have been posted yesterday. Love it. Well, and I feel like the reason we need to make kind of these, this sounds like risky movements, but we- During a pandemic, you mean? (laughs) Right. But we have to move a little bit faster because what happens, what we've experienced in the past and why we have to move through and learn and grow is that as soon as somebody doesn't work out um, or, well, 
yeah, as soon as someone doesn't work out for whatever the reason, um, uh, whether, whether they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, or it's a gut check and you're like, nope, this person just isn't cutting it. You have, you can't just keep putting it out there. Well, hopefully they're going to come along, come around. Hopefully they're going to come around and kind of well, giving them every chance. Well, yeah. And then, and then by the time you're, you're finally parting ways, um, you're, you already need that other person and there's no, there's no bench. Like we, we have made the mistake for too long that we don't have any kind of backup bench. So when we lose someone that's not the right fit, we immediately go back to square one and that doesn't work. That's not a, um, that's just not how businesses are run. And so in order for us to have a really strong 2021, we have to start building for that now and we'll keep doing what we do. And we'll, we'll keep the sales going. Those people are just going to get going and training. And there's, you know, again, they're not going to be super productive for three to six months, more like six months. But an ISA, somebody who's just all their job is, is to call and call and call and to learn that one, those scripts and to just do that. They should be, um, generating business very quickly as opposed to a sales agent who has a lot to learn before they can generate business. And then even once they do, um, it takes months to close something. So it's a real long investment on a sales agent, but an ISA, they should, you should see results fairly quickly. Yeah. Well, because we, we talk, we've talked a lot about how we, we get frustrated even sometimes when a buyer's agent isn't succeeding like they should, because we're like, they really, you really only have like four or five job duties. And if, and if somebody would just stick to that job description, those job duties and do nothing else, then they should be able to succeed at a high level. But people want to get involved in other things. And what my point is with an ISA is they they have even less job duties. It is really, really fine-tuned, super streamlined. Like here's what you do every day and you report your numbers and you either are doing well or um, or you're not. And if you're not, then you don't get to stay. So but you guys are listening to Seeking the Best. This is the podcast where we try to seek the best in ourselves as we try to overcome our personal hurdles as realtors. Uh, I'm Catherine Stelgis with this breaking news about hiring. <laughs> and across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hello. And our sound engineer, Patrick. Hello. And Kayla, you're, uh, you're on remote at the office instead of at home today. I yeah, am. no one told her to go back to the office. She just couldn't take working from home anymore. She's she's in that office all by herself, though. There's no one else in there. Right. Yeah, she's safe. The entire office is empty. It's all dark and it's great. I wish it was like this day in and day out. (laughs) Yeah, you're actually probably safer and healthier there than at your house. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, well, not for long, though, because we're going to hire some people and then they're going to be all up in your space. We'll have tons of hand sanitizer here and we will take hand washing breaks together. (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about like um um just you know it's so weird how uh most businesses start with capital and they immediately hire people and real estate is the only one that doesn't do it that way we start with just one person one scrappy scrappy young agent that's like i'm gonna take over the world right eyed (laughs) and then and then you it's really, really hard to get to a point where you yeah. have 
the money to take the risk to hire someone where you can pay yourself. And it's also and all that. very, very hard because of that for agents to see what they're doing as a business from the beginning, because it's the only, because there isn't a money investment right from the get go. It's like, well, maybe I'll sleep in a little later today. Yeah. But if you had a loan to pay back because it was, a, you had investors or something like that, like a bigger business, uh, it might be handled different right from the beginning. So I could see how people could fall into that. Well, yeah. Cause I guess I, I never thought about that before, but yeah, if you were uh, opening a business and you had investors, you that's accountability that you don't have as an agent. So you wake up as a brand new agent. The only accountability you have is to yourself because you need to maybe pay your bills. But a lot of people get into the business, myself included, um, with other jobs. Like, And I was lucky enough to have a job where it did not interfere with business hours. So I could do both at the same time. But most people have these part-time jobs and they think they're going to... Um, you know, make it in real estate by working part-time hours. And it's right. like, what business can you right. open and run? If you're going to open a time. Yeah. If you're you going to, if you are going to open a restaurant, would you uh, say, well, I'm going to open the restaurant on my part-time when I'm going to still work sales at the gap. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine you can't, you can't. And that's why there's not, you've never really heard of some part-time super successful agent. All I'm well, thinking also, of is Ron Swanson's quote. What is that? Which one? There's a million. <laughs> uh, you can't... What is it? Does he say... Don't, don't half-ass <laughs> yes. a bunch of things, whole-ass one thing? Yeah, oh, you yeah. can't half-ass yeah. two things. You, you have to whole-ass one thing. Right. Yeah. But it's true. It is. But I mean, that's true with all things in life. You can't do something really well unless you like practice and go 100% at it, you're never going to be the best at it. Well, it's like we've seen before every once in a while and other agents, I'm sure around the country have seen this where there's somebody who is closing hundreds of deals a year. They've got a whole team of people and somebody says, hey, how long has that guy been in the business? And somebody says, oh, three years. (laughs) And it's like, oh, that guy before he became got his real estate license he ran his own business doing x and so he when he started to do real estate he got into it with maybe a nest egg of money and uh, the approach of this is a business yeah and that's and that's not to say that you can't like i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that were scrappy enough to sure of course there is of <laughs> i course. like that word um that that just got right to those calls and just yeah. built something really big really quickly but they also you know took that risk to just keep adding people quickly not knowing that what that would do yeah sometimes or, you fall backwards into it and make the right decision don't even realize you're doing it yeah and- or or like i i have seen a lot of people like get into the business after having you know a 20-year career as a business person somewhere else those business skills, like they're the they're the people that you meet and they're like, oh, yeah, I hired an assistant on day one. Like right. first they day. Never, never sold a house before, never went on showings, didn't know how to write a contract and they already hired an, an assistant. Yeah. Must well, be. because they had. Yeah. They had the business knowledge to know that when you're building a business, you have people who are skilled at doing certain things and everybody works together. Right. There's, Hire somebody who knows how to do it rather than... There's no other business. I can't think of another business that's truly no. like a solo... Like even if you think about um, 
I don't know, like a solo attorney, they still usually have somebody like a uh, paralegal or assistance. So somebody is helping them and they've hired them on day one. Yeah. So that they can focus on the, the work that pays the bills and have all of the other stuff that starts to get done that, that, that gets done too and done well and efficiently so that they can then grow and move faster. So yeah, but we just, I think in our experience, we just, we move so slowly and that's me, that's my fault, <laughs> but just we, we bring on somebody and then it's too long. They stay too long. And I know that whole quote, like hire slowly fire fast. And we've made that mistake too many times. No more, no more, no more nope. people. We have a really clear cut 30, 60, 90 that I put together. If even one of those things can't be checked off, that person has to go because they're not that difficult and we can't, this isn't a clubhouse. We don't just get to all hang out and have fun together. It's a business. Not easy. You can't come into this industry or this business and think that it's just going to be layover easy. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about before how I think a lot of people do and then they're like sorely mistaken and disappointed. (laughs) And then, and then they just, they get, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, disenchanted. Is that the word? Sure. <laughs> that works. Yeah, it works. Um, you get disenchanted really Disenfranchised. quickly. Disenfranchised. Yeah, you could do that too. But that's more like, I, f- I feel like that means more. Um, Disagreeable. <laughs> they can get that way too. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so we're going we're gonna to make some quick, um, not quick hires. Like again, we've been planning for this and have the, the profit to afford this i've reworked the budget to make sure that we can these aren't quick decisions yeah they say measure twice cut once yeah when you're doing carpentry and you've measured 20 times <laughs> yeah i i must have looked at the numbers and everything especially since all of this stuff started happening with the pandemic like i must have looked at our budget and legion plan and economic model and all those things like 20 times now so i know that it's, it would sound risky and it might be risky for somebody to just say, I'm going to hire three people in the next 90 days if if we didn't already know exactly who we needed and how that all plays out, how that works with our budget, that it fits with it. And we've already done the other two, um, two of the three we've already hired and trained before. So we know what to expect and what our first steps will like, be that's what around. Yeah. And like always tweaking always making improvements on those 30, 60, 90s where we're like, you know what, that that actually doesn't matter. They don't need to learn that in the 30 days. The only thing they need to learn in the first 30 days is X. And if they don't succeed there, we've got to let them go. So just fine tuning those things is all I think we need to do on those two. And then the new one, yeah, the first one we hire, you know what, <laughs> that one might not be, you know, we might have well, to hire a, that one again. It, but it, n- not necessarily. It's a it's a much simpler job description. That's true. You're just dialing. Like the uh, even the even if you say a sales agent, a, a buyer's agent only has these four or five things that they have to do. There are other things mixed in with that, and there's there's if you consider those th- those four or five things to be the Roman numerals and an outline. There's a bunch of one two threes ABCs that run in those. Roman numerals, yeah. right? But with an ISA, they basically have three jobs and then that's it. And that's all you do is yeah. that same thing. And you get better and better and better and better at it. But that's all it is. Well, so and I'm sh- hoping we find somebody, um, well, this is what 
uh, Caleb, Pat, and I were talking about the other day is I don't want to find somebody who has been in real estate and who wants to do this job. Like what we're looking for is somebody who's been in phone sales who is looking for a job. Like Correct. You can eat. Yeah, you can. If the you, you can teach somebody who knows how to do sales. You can teach them to sell whatever whatever the product is. That's, well, it's just scripts. It's yeah, not even it's selling. Script, it's scripts. I mean, I guess it's sort yes. of selling an appointment. Yeah, it's selling an appointment. But, but that's just a natural close right. to a script. Right. Like and when the you concept get, and understanding what a script is and how they work and 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 being able to, to internalize them and get back on script when you get thrown off because of who you're on the phone with, not being a f- afraid or upset if somebody hangs up on you or all of those things you can't to train those aspects is very very difficult um to that's somebody you want to have somebody who already has the experience in that yes yeah i don't um i was just listening to something the other day and they you always talk about like people hiring family members friends um I don't, I did hire a friend. Sorry, I was about to lie. I hired a friend once. How'd that work? Hey, she would have been fine if she didn't, um, you know, she had a baby and she then to be a mom. It, it made sense for her to, yeah, that's, and that's, that's fine. Like no, nothing's perfect. Um, but I think she would have been okay at the role. It wasn't a bad hire. Yeah, it was no, that's just true. bad that's timing. True. I was just joking. I know. I'm just making excuses. Sorry, Jess. <laughs> um, but same thing goes for this. Like, don't, don't, we're not going to be looking to hire the, the agent who's just like desperate for business. And they're like, well, I can probably do that. Like, that sounds like something I could do all day. In fact, you're better off not, if they say I do have a real estate license, thinking that that is some sort of a bonus, I would look at that as a red flag. Because to me, that's somebody who has already thrown in the towel of being an agent and is looking at this as, well, maybe I can learn through osmosis and their, their head's already not in the game. They're already looking at different reasons for wanting the job than the person who has sales experience on a phone and is just looking for a good environment and good money. Yeah. I did meet when we were in Texas for, um, family reunion, I met an ISA in the line to get, um, uh, brisket and uh which one which one, <laughs> which one? i know <laughs> well we only got brisket once um but i'll remember it forever <laughs> no, just kidding. but uh no i met i met that guy in in the line and he his personality type was kind of exactly what i had heard from career visioning classes and 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 heard before and so I'm just kind of curious to see who this person turns out to be. Like once they go through the career visioning process and do the KPA, you know, the the personality assessment to to see who this person is and how do they fit in our world? <laughs> well, yeah, personality wise, I would say say that's going to be more of a difficult thing of trying to figure out how to fit them in the team structure, personality wise, and all of those things more than finding somebody. Um, who isn't doing the job correctly because you didn't put the 30, 60, 90 together the correct way. Yeah. Like that's not going to be, you know what I mean? Well, and I've had, uh, I think, I think it was my coach that, that told me, and I'm sure other teams and people have done that, done it this way before. And this sounds like uh, not a bad way to do it. It just doesn't work for the entire plan here, but like you can hire people, um, who do ISA work for multiple teams 
just different hours of the day on different, you know, different time zones, even like you give them a phone number, like we use Ring Central for our phones. So there's no reason they can't log into an app and call from anywhere in the world, really, just like any sales call. But again, I think for us, Mm -hmm. what we need to really be building upon so that when we get sales agents in there, they they stick and that this this becomes a cohesive organization that is is having that like I said, that's the staff and people that are paid to be there doing their jobs, building the culture. Yeah. And and so that doesn't seem to be the right choice there for can, us right now. Yeah, there could come a time down the road when there's m- many more sales agents and more uh, in-office people where it might just be better to uh, farm out the ISA and you just hire a company that does it and they do it for you. But at, but that's because at that point, you already have enough people on the team to, to have built the culture that you want in that, that environment in office and all of those things that you could afford to do that at that point. Yeah. Well, and there are companies that you can pay, um, Cyberback to what? make, um, well, uh, Cyberback. Well, let's not get in the weeds on that. Uh, Cause I don't, think, <laughs> I don't know that that's what they do. I, I know they do like, um, like they're like virtual assistants okay. that, but they may do phone calling for people too. But there, there are tons of companies that do ISA work that you pay monthly. But my problem with that is that you, um, and I'm sure they're they're very good, very skilled, and set appointments for people. But I, I like the idea of having someone who's using the exact script that I want them to use, and who really is bought into the team, yeah. like who really is excited to promote the team, yeah. and and whoever they're setting the appointment for, because they know them personally. Yeah, they sit next to them. That's exactly it. And That's- so when they're talking up, like meeting with with me for a listing, they can really truly talk me up. Yeah. If, well, if yeah, exactly. If uh, you hire an out of state person, Joe from from Montana is calling for for a real estate team in Orlando, Florida. Um, even with the scripts, it's like, and he sets an appointment. It's like he doesn't really know the person he's setting the appointment for, or any of those things. And it's hard. Th- that's that's really the meat of the team is 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 having small wins with with the whole team all at once. That builds morale and 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 excitement. Yeah, yeah. Well, so having another person who's kind of calling and and being able to say, oh, set another one. Right. And and yeah, getting that excitement. And speaking of excitement, let's take a break. (laughs) And we're back. I like your little and we're back. Thank you. It's cute. <laughs> what were we talking about? It's not cute. It's professional. <laughs> um, we were talking about you doing some hiring and that it uh, sometimes. Oh, yeah. I said you, I was going to hire some people. Sometimes uh, going too slow is a bad idea, but sometimes you have to do a little bit of extra risk in order to uh, reap the rewards. <laughs> and that's what decisions you came to this weekend. Something like that. Yeah, that's that recaps it pretty well. Yeah, I just I I just realized that this is a perfect opportunity to find talent. We know that already. We know that there's people that have lost their jobs or you know looking for other places to go, and we are in a position where we can. So we we should, if we want to have an awesome 2021, we've got to start now. That's all there is to it. So, 
we're going to do that because we, we know that, you know, we could, we know what we can do as a um, sort of cap. We probably haven't quite reached our capacity if it was just us and we, um, and we didn't have any vision of growing, then we'd probably be able to do a little bit more, but because we want to grow a, you know, sustainable long-term team, we, that takes time, resources, energy. And so we've kind of reached our capacity, our plateau of where we can be right now without bringing on additional people. And we know from past that, you know, we can't just bring on one, we've got to have multiple people and then we've got to continue to make that part of our plan, or we'll just get to another plateau and and not be in a position to break through that one. So that's my thoughts on that. (laughs) Kayla, what do you think about this whole thing of hiring three people all within 90 days? Um, It's definitely achievable. It's something that I know Kat's going to lead us through and prepare properly for. So yes, it would be nice to... I know. No, I hate it. Um, I hate it. Yeah, right. <laughs> It'll be nice to have that person, like the ISA person come in because I do believe that will help support the sales team yeah. as well in their beginning. Like you have somebody who's setting those appointments, so it takes that stress and that strain off, which does it does weigh on your shoulders a bit as the leader because you do have to talk them through their their struggles and having the ISA helps alleviate some of that. So I'm excited for that for them. Because when you're stressed, I'm stressed. And <laughs> well, and it gets us stressed. like over, like we were talking about plateaus. We're, I think we're at kind of two in, in the business where it is right now. We're at a plateau of like, we have to have more people to do the level of business we desire. We're not superhuman. And at some point you just yeah. run out of time and there's no more time in the day to, to do more business unless we, again, unless we just decided to hunker down and never hire anyone. And then we would have which, that time, which but that doesn't. Of, and pl- plenty of agents do that. And they're happy on that plateau. Yeah. Like we were talking about plateaus and like actually thinking about them like mountains where there's different views, right? There's beautiful views from all of the different plateaus. The, the, the decision you have to make is which plateau do I want to be on? And which one am I going to be happy with? And and so None of them. <laughs> well, obviously you want to have a larger team, so you want to climb to the next plateau. But the only way to do that is to take the risk and climb as you go up through the plateaus. The pla- the 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 mountain that you have to climb in between each one is steeper, and there's more risk involved in doing that. Right. You get to the first plateau. It's just you as an agent, successful agent. You're fine. Well, you want to take a small risk and get to the next plateau. It's a small risk and it's hiring an assistant. And then you want to take another risk and get to the next plateau. Well, it's a little bit more of a bigger risk. And now you've got to start hiring buyers agents and training them with all of the effort that goes into that. And you keep going and keep climbing those plateaus. But every time you do, it gets a little bit riskier. And, uh, but the payoff is a better view at the end. Well, going along with this mountain analogy, because we put it out there, um, but I, I, I laugh, but I said, um, none of them, because I mean, I imagine like none of them are ever going to be satisfactory. 
Like we want to keep getting better and better and better. And that means hiring more people and bringing, you know, doing more sales and doing more business. Otherwise, like we said before, like what's it for if you're not growing and making things sure. It just, I mean, it's hard to make that decision what you're going to want by the time you get to the fifth plateau, for example, excuse me, you may want to be, be doing different things at that point, but all you can do, all you really can do is to have a, you know, you have your 10 year plan, you know, and you have it written down. That doesn't mean that that's written on a stone tablet and can't be changed, but you still, you know. Yeah. Well, I was just saying with the mountain mountain analogy that, you know, that's why not that many people get to the top because you get to the first spot and that one was, that wasn't too hard. And then you get to the next spot and you're more tired and yeah. <laughs> exhausted. And, and, and then like, at some point, I think I'm just going to stay here for a people, while. I'm just going to stay here and then I'll work my way back to the bottom. And I think that's like, that's like what a lot of agents do. I was actually, I was reading a book, um, this weekend that's about like retiring agents. This is so off topic, but, um, but it ties in retiring agents who are getting out of the business and like actually taking business, um, you know, from a retiring agent and adopting it and then taking on that, that new business. Well, that, that sounds really awesome. And a great way to help that retiring agent continue to have income post, um, retirement. But most agents don't, think that far. They don't even think about, they just, they just try to make as much money as they can so that they can sort of retire. And maybe their, their spouse or partner has a good job where they've got, um, you know, a good retirement package too. And so they get to an age where they're tired and they don't want to go up the mountain anymore and they want to go back down and then they work their way back down and then they just leave all that business to be taken by other people. That's what most agents do. Most agents don't sell their business. I was, that just happened to be a book I was reading but most agents don't sell their business. They just get out of the business because they get to a point where it's good enough for them. And then they work their way back down. Yeah. Um, Oh, I love this quote. It's kind of cheesy, but I, I just love it. It's that good is the enemy of great that you get to like this point of contentment and you're fine with it. And then it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's what holds you back from being the best you can be and getting to the top. Of course. But we want to go to the top, darn it. <laughs> so, yes, Catherine's going to sell me this business in um, eight years' time. That wouldn't be the top if I just walked away. And <laughs> no, but but so when you get to those plateaus, like how do you push through to the next one? They always say like break through the ceiling or whatever. But if you're if we're using the mountain analogy, it's like how do you how do you prepare for that next climb up when you know it's going to be harder? And you make sure you have all your supplies, right? (laughs) That would help, right? (laughs) The the right people to make it up. Your team is good to be able to, so that you what you're trying, what you're actually saying is, you try to minimize the risk as best you can by being as prepared as you can. Yeah, which you that's what you do before every plateau, before you go up to the next one. Yeah. Well, but you can't, you can't, you can't get rid of all of the risk. All you can do is minimize it as best you can, but it's still a risk. I was going to get really dark with the mountain analogy. Don't, don't, don't (laughs) do that. I'm just kidding. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You just have to outline the process so that we all know what steps need to be taken at what times. And if a wrong step is taken or a a, a uh-oh happens, we need to know immediately what will happen when that happens. 
and that just yeah like looking forward and, and and then working backwards um that's what you're talking about the 10-year plan like you do you do need to have some sort of plan from the future and we've we've had that before like we, yeah, we uh, well we that. do yeah we have organizational charts and we've drawn them out um i think the furthest out i i have at the moment is 2025 um, but what it looks like today isn't what I expected. So I've got to redraw them, but the only way to redraw them for, for now is to still think ahead and think to that, 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 you know, that next spot or two, two or three spots up and what do I need and how, who are the people that we need to, to get there right. and then work backwards. And that's, that's why this weekend I was like, if we're going to have the year that we want to have in 2021 working backwards, we need those people like now today. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a job, <laughs> if um, anybody's looking for a job, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. The think Look B team is an Orlando based real estate team with Keller Williams realty at the parks. We operate as a boutique style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Think Look B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. Yeah. So, Catherine, you had something else that you wanted to add? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, plateaus, I think most of the time, the plateau, the way to get to the next spot, whether it's breaking through or climbing up, however, whatever analogy you want to use, um, is usually people like we talked about. Um, but it also could just be like a new lead source mm -hmm. or a new way of doing things. Mm -hmm. So there's that too. Like, I think right now we have like two plateaus that we're trying to break through. One is a people thing. And so we've got a plan for that. And then the other is a listing thing. Like we've, I, I, I don't know, like I wake up every day and I'm like, how do I get another listing today? And I know there's many of you that are listening that feel the same way. ISA. Well, we're going to see how that works out, but that, that will help, but that's still, um, that's one, that's an addition, right? That's an addition right. to what we're already doing. So that is adding a lead source, adding a new avenue to do something differently that I've never done before that should lead to listing results. So no matter what it is though, it's gotta be something different than you're doing before. You can't break through. So that's that I just wanted to add that it's not, it's not always people, but most of the time I think it is. Yeah. And in this case, I think it's a combination of people and a new, um, a new lead source, yeah. having them call people that we don't normally call. Well, as you go, as the, as the business expands and gets bigger, um, do adding things, making a, a, a change isn't as noticeable. You have to do bigger, broader things in order for, to see the results that you want to see when you're, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like making a small little change when you're not doing a ton of business. Uh, you can see a lot of change happen. A, a lot to, uh, can change in your business by just doing, tweaking a couple little things. But when you've got much more business happening you have to do bigger things to see the same uh, ratio of change. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why I think I see a lot of like uh, bigger teams, once they get to a, a certain level, they can add like a whole new department. Right, exactly. Like home, a, new home. New home sales, sales department. department right. um, they can add sort of 
like branches of a luxury division right. where you're hiring. And, but that, that again, that's two things, right? That's, that's a people thing mm-hmm. and right. a new source of, of business that Correct. they're tapping into, but it's a bigger project. Right. So, yeah, but it always involves people though. I think that's what I keep realizing is it, we are, we're just human beings. If we want to grow a bigger business, it always comes back to, we've got to bring on more people. We've just got to find the right ones to do the jobs and be really clear about what those jobs are and make sure that it's a good fit for everybody. Right. Correct. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, we have a uh, new segment on the show today. Always coming up with new segments. <sighs> I know it's a brand new one. So here's, here's our little theme. What do you know? So the segment is called, what do you know? And Kayla, who doesn't know what this is yet. Um, okay. So Kat and Kayla are going to compete in this quiz show that I made. So you have to answer my, my painstakingly researched questions and whoever is the closest on your guesses wins. Bragging rights. You win bragging rights. Well, you win whoever's closest per question gets a point. Okay. Okay. And then whoever has the most points at the end wins. And we'll keep track as we go through who has the most wins versus losses. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not prices, right rules. It's closest to the pin rules. So you can go over. Okay. Okay. Let's, Does let's this make it. sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Yep. If you get, Oh, and also one little other thing, if you get the answer right on the nose, you get double points. I'll score. Okay. Which isn't going to happen, but (laughs) at least not this week, but okay. So question one, according to realtor.com as of this week, there were 254 homes for sale in the zip code 90210. What is the median listing home price in the world's most famous zip code? Oh, this is fun. 34 million. What? (laughs) I don't know. You think the meat. The median price in 90210 <laughs> is 34 million. She's hmm. been watching a lot of TV. All right, don't you Google it over there. <laughs> I'm not. I Gatorade. think the median price for you said 254 homes. Correct. I think the median price is 5 million. Well, that's pretty close. It's Ooh. it's that's 5 5.4 million dollars. Oh, point to Catherine. Point to Catherine. <laughs> So that's, that's, um, that's about, I never really thought about it before, but, um, that's, that's pretty high <laughs> for me. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a pretty high. That's number. not even average. Right. That's like that's you medium. take all, like yeah. lay out all hundred two. I actually had to kind of look at that in my head and think about it for a second. I almost said 4 million and I was like, no, nah, I better go up just a little bit. Um, because <laughs> it is i'm over here just you're just throwing out random numbers <laughs> now i know i feel i just need to come back to earth a little bit she, she got so I'll nervous yeah it's not a race <laughs> i did i know right you like, 34 million it's like you can take first. a second <laughs> wow that's crazy though five typical Kayla. so just the median price to to live in 90210 i have no desire yeah. to live there 
yeah. at all. What do you think the taxes are? I don't have that oh number. Gosh. But yeah. yeah. Well, I know sometimes I'll look at just like houses that are about a million dollars here and it's like fifteen, twenty thousand dollar taxes. I can't even imagine if it was five million in nine oh two one oh. I'm sure their taxes are higher yeah. anyways. Yeah. I know. They they've got more um like really pretty street signs and street lights to to maintain. Right. <laughs> as far as what I can see on TV. Right. Never been there myself. <laughs> okay, next question. Wait, that makes me think of uh treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Next question. Oh, no. Okay. This adaption of David Mamet's play about a group of desperate real estate agents was released in September of 1992. What is the Rotten Tomato critic score of the famous real estate film Glen Gary, Glen Ross? Oh, the Rotten Tomato score. Critics. 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 Rotten Ooh, Tomato oh, score. Critics. Have you ever seen this movie, Kayla? No, sir. Okay. You, you should... I you write write that one down and go watch it. It's what called it Glen called? Gary, Glen Ross. It was a play that was created. It's about real estate agents um, having to get. I can't believe you've never seen it before. If anyone listening has not watched that movie, <laughs> stop what you're doing. Come back to us and put it in a candy bag. Yeah, do not <laughs> not watch that movie. I feel like, um, so you said critics. I feel like it was critically acclaimed. Well, I kind of gave that away. I'm going to say... 62. Okay. I'm I'm going to say I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much dead air. Uh 92%. What? The critic score is 95%. Oh man, I'm good at these. This is rigged. <laughs> uh, well, it isn't fair when you don't know the movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Fun fact, the word lead or leads gets said 83 times. <laughs> In the movie. <laughs> they do. You know what? Okay. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but I just, what I remember from that movie is that everybody, they thought all their leads were bad, which sounds yeah. familiar. They wanted the good, they <laughs> wanted the good, before. they yeah. wanted the they good wanted leads. They wanted the good leads. The Glenn Gary leads. That's what they wanted. <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> okay. Next question. Question three. Okay. Success is 1%, 1% inspiration, 98% perspiration, and 2% attention to detail. No truer words have ever been spoken. This, of course, is a quote by everyone's favorite realtor, Phil Dunphy, from the TV show Modern <laughs> Family and played by Ty Burrell. According to ScreenRant.com, how much did Ty, Ty Burrell make per episode in the final season of Modern Family? Uh, okay, it looks like she knows this one. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be. I'm going to have like 82% confidence here. I'm going to say $107,000. Wait, you think he made per episode $107,000? Can I just remind you that in the 90s, yeah. the Friends cast made a million dollars an episode, right? That is correct. Okay, so but I think that might be too low, Kayla. I'm just going to give you a, a hint. <laughs> I don't know the... $107,000 of episode? You need more money than that per episode. I don't get it. <laughs> Cause I was, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, oh, okay. So a million was a big deal in the nineties. So what's a big deal now? Or maybe it wasn't a big deal. Maybe he did make like nothing. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with 3 million. The correct answer. Oh wait, no. Did Oh, Kayla did say. I was trying to give her a second go because well, 107 no, seems. I'm just going to just go with the it. The correct answer I'll is 500,000. Oh. So Kayla, Kayla wins Kayla that wins. one. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry for him. <laughs> 
It was re. I, I don't. I'm sure he's living large. He'll be. Just I don't fun. have the act. Yeah, he got all that Realtor.com money. Oh, that's uh, right. He and the orange juice money. Yeah, and the orange juice money. <laughs> I did look it up, and he, that that it was, it was closer to what uh, Kayla was saying before his um, before the final season. Yeah, like a few years before. Oh wow! Because there's it's well, such a it's such a large cast. Maybe well, it is a large cast, and maybe uh, when they paid a million dollars to the Friends cast. The, uh, they, they were they like negoti- never again, <laughs> and they negotiated together. Right, 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 right. Too well. There you go, Ty. So. You just need to get everybody on board. <laughs> yeah, maybe you tried. <laughs> All right. Next question. In the movie "I Love You, Man," Jason Siegel's character Sydney buys billboards for his realtor friend Peter Clavin, paid by va- played by vampire Paul Rudd, <laughs> located at one Times Square in New York City is the nation's largest, most advanced digital super sign billboard soaring 341 feet above the street on three sides of the building. The sign contains 16,000 plus square feet of digital media. What is the median cost per day to advertise on the billboard? Oh my gosh. Oh, um, that was medium price per day. All right, I'm going to take it slow on this Wait, one. how big was the... Well, it's it's sixteen thousand plus square feet. Okay, but there are multiple. Uh, you can you basically can rent out you know a three foot by five foot square or a you know so one hundred square foot the, square. Is this it's the a, median price of the entire of, thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. Man, Oof. I want to say one hundred and twenty thousand. I don't know why. I'm gonna say. That's it. I'm saying that. Okay. What one hundred twenty thousand? Is that what you said? Medium price, right? Yeah. All right, sticking. Okay. Um, Final answer, Bob. Okay. I'm going to say $5 million. What the <laughs> heck? $5 million a day? I don't know. I was just thinking like 16,000 square feet. What What's the dollar per square foot? I'm thinking like a realtor. Oh here. <laughs> it's the, Manhattan. The, ac- <laughs> the actual price per day, the median price to advertise on that billboard is two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Okay, well yes. that's still crazy, but I lost that one apparently. Well, it's all tied up, and I have one question left. Okay, so we're gonna oh, see gosh. who the winner is. Okay, okay, it's a game, guys. Home to Yellowstone National Park, Wyoming is the least populated state in the U.S. according to the National Association of Realtors. I'm sorry, it is the, le- the it is the least populated state in the U.S. Period. Okay. According to the National Association of Realtors, as of March 2020, how many realtors are currently licensed in Wyoming? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, currently licensed. What's, what's even? Okay, what's it? What is it? What? It's it's one of those square ones. No offense, Wyoming people. What Wyoming is even years. a city in Wyoming? I did science and math. I was bad at geography. Cheyenne. I knew the capitals. Is though. that Wyoming? Yeah, that's Cheyenne it. Got one. Um, okay. But we don't, you're not, you didn't tell me the population and you want me to guess how many realtors are. Correct. If I gave you the population, you might be able to. Well, yeah. She wants a percentage. She wants to do the percentage math. (laughs) Okay. Give me a minute. Let me think about this. I think that there are in the entire state of Wyoming, 5,000 realtors. I was going to say 9,000. Really, I was going to say 8,411 for well, some reason. I don't know why. What are you going to say? 9,000. Okay. The, <laughs> the actual number 
is 2,160. What? Yeah, I almost went lower. In all the state? Yep, in the whole state. There's just barely wow. over 2,000 in the whole state. The highest is California with 193,770. Oh, my goodness. And Florida is second with 183,739. Yeah, there's that many of them here. Yeah, think yeah. about wow. Miami. So They have a huge wow. board of realtors. That just makes me sad when, when I look at our listener account. Where are you people? <laughs> There's so many. You go tell your friends right now. <laughs> well, that was we'll start fun. in Wyoming. We'll start there. It's fun, especially since I won. <laughs> I was just going to say that Catherine, Catherine just win. Hate, I quit. <laughs> Catherine hates to lose. She hates it. Kayla has beat me in things before. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you liked it. I didn't. See? Have I? This was me. I can't really say <laughs> what I beat you in in life. There was something recently, and I was like, so she will, I will get her back for that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Oh, I think it might have. Was it uh, steps or something like that? Oh yes, when we were doing oh, our yes, step competition, right. you got so competitive. Yeah, so that's what I just said. <laughs> I am really competitive. Um, I was really angry because I go to sleep kind of early, and Kayla waited oh, until right. she waited until I went to sleep, and then went and walked around the block <laughs> or something. <laughs> it was like eleven twenty-five p.m. at night. <laughs> Not fair. That's great. Yep. Oh my goodness. Okay, awesome. Well, I won. Now I can. Uh, rest easy for the rest of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, we have time for one last segment on the show. Okay. Small win. Yeah. What do we got, Kayla? <clears throat> you know what, guys. I can't wait until I'm back in studio with you so I can hear the segments like you guys are hearing oh, them because I can see you da- dancing, Catherine, <laughs> but I can't hear them. So I just fake dance. <laughs> Anyways, small win. Um, today, my small win, it actually happened today. We just lost, I, wait, we just lost you. Yeah, the, your voice went down. Did you turn your mic can down a little bit me? or something? I don't think so. I can still, I can still see it, but we'll, we'll fix it in post. Go ahead, Technical Kayla. difficulties. Um, small win for the week. We, I wanted it to be our inspection period for our house, but we had to deal with some things there. But today I threw away two large boxes. Two large boxes of? Oh, hold on. Something technology. Just, <laughs> started playing in my ear. Oh, okay. We've lost uh, Kayla. We'll get back to her small win <laughs> from my closet. We will get back to her small win. My small win was I've been tracking my food all week and cause I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. So I've tracked my food every single day this week and I sent my food diary to my trainer and I'm super excited that I kept on track and with my calories. Do you feel any better? Like physically? Yeah. Oh no, I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course. Um, I just, uh, it's a, I've got a long way to go for my goals, but I'm excited. One one week at a time is how I'm taking this. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do. It's like, otherwise it looks like a giant, I mean, not to go back to the show, but a giant plateau, yeah. a giant mountain that you're trying to climb and, and you just got to go day by day. Yeah, for sure. Is Kayla gone? I think she I might be back. gone. This oh, is, wait, did I hear you? Can you hear me now? Barely. As long as, uh, Kayla, as long as you're recording on your end, Still, it doesn't matter. Okay, you go I am, ahead. Yeah, that hasn't stopped. Okay. 
So go ahead and finish your, your small win, Kayla. Oh, my small win today will be to say what my small win is. Um, <laughs> it was removing two large boxes of crap from my closet. I have a problem where I hold on to a lot of my stuff. I'm not a hoarder. But I see a lot of things as sentimental. It's the highest in me. I want to hold it for keepsake or put it in an album or do something with it in time. But I got rid of two large boxes today as we begin I know the packing how hard process. That can be because I yeah. live with somebody who does the exact same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's know, where her high C comes in, though. <laughs> that was really funny, though. You said, um, "I'm not a hoarder," and I was like, "Said every hoarder." <laughs> in the world. Yeah, that's typically what you say when you are a hoarder. We'll believe you. But you know what? Moving is a good, it's a good reason. Yeah. It's a good purge. And this really... is six years in the house. This is the longest time I've lived in one house. Yeah. So this you, is the yeah, most you stuff, stuff ever. Well, congratulations, though. That's liberating when you can clear out stuff. Yeah. It's less stuff to I don't carry personally into the know new what house, like. too. <laughs> yeah. Pat, what was your small win? My small win? I, um, I had gotten a job this week to do a logo for a new restaurant that's getting ready to open. And Ooh, um, the hardest part of the logo is to do the uh, comp uh, graphics, which are the first three or four graphics that are all totally different ideas because a lot of times the client doesn't know what they want or sometimes the client does know what they want, but it's not the best idea. So I have to give them what they want and then I do what I think is going to work better but it is the most um time consuming part and uh you really just kind of when you go and you sit in front of a, a computer with a blank screen and just have to come up with something to put down that can be the most intimidating and the most time consuming part but i got all of those things done and they're ready to be sent off i'm just nice. waiting on a check small win nice small win awesome yeah so well, we will check in with you guys. I know she's giving me the wrap it up. I've got a phone call. Um, we will check in with you guys next week with everything that Catherine is doing. And we will see if uh, any of the hiring is starting to happen as she promised all of us she would do. Okay. okay. So remember to rate us and review us on iTunes. It helps new listeners to find us. You can also send questions or stories to us at our website on seekingthebest.com. On seekingthebest.com is now up and running. Um, last week when it went down so that's good that's a small one you can even leave us voicemail and we will play it on the show send us a tweet at seekthebestpod sweet oh man I am losing it <laughs> seekthebestpod for Kat, Kayla and myself thanks for listening and we'll figure this all out next week adios this has been a Think Live Be production <laughs>